brothers and sisters. Good morning. I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. And in verse 6, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Please join me in prayer. Father God, the Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, we are here today gathered as believers, as people of faith. Faith given by you, preempted by your grace. Father, we thank you. I just ask that you would help us to please you. Help us in our unbelief in those times of trial. Remind us of these heroes of the hall of faith that came before us and showed us the way to persevere even when hope seemed lost. You are our rock. With you is justice and righteousness and goodness and truth. And you are our reward. Please give us faith enduring. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So it was 2.30 in the morning and we were on the side of this mountain. And there was snow everywhere. We had dug a platform into the snow to pitch our tents the wind was just pounding on the tents and just slamming them down on us. And I'm sitting in the door of my tent and just everything I can. Did I say it was 2.30 in the morning? <clears throat> Chris is wide awake at 2.30 in the morning. This is his second wind. I'm just like, ugh. And I'm putting on my boots, and those mountain boots are thick, and they're heavy, and they're solid. And then buckling my crampons on there and bundling up, and then putting the backpack on, and we start zigzagging up the mountain, and um, we start to get to what's called uh, uh, Hogsback Ridge, which is, which is a part of Mount Hood that just looks like a Hogsback, that's why they call it Hogsback Ridge, and then, and then right around there is this the edge uh, or the rim of the ancient volcano, and by this time my legs are just shot, we spent the day before just leg day all day long, and my legs are just, just shaking and shot, and I'm thinking, man, I got to get up to that sum. I don't know if I can do this. And I look to my left and I see a three-legged dog. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> there's my motivation right there, right? And then a buddy of mine, he was, he was on our team, and he got on one knee and pulled out a ring and proposed to his girlfriend, and that was a, that was a, that was a trip. That was a lot of fun. I got to do their wedding just a few months later after that. But then me and a guy named Steve... We're trekking. We're the only two that were making our way to the summit. We started going. By the way, Steve is 60 years old. Where's Tom Hannon? Tom, he was 60. You can do this. Eric Dean, where are you? Eric, you're going to Mount Hood. I know you told me you were. All right. I don't know if Eric's 60 or not, but anyway. Uh, we started going up what's called uh, Mazama's Chute. Mazama's Chute. It's, uh, it, it's an ice, snowy, icy wall. There's there's 60 mile an hour winds, there's ice pebbles pouncing off of us everywhere. The thing about the Cascade Mountains, Mount Hood is one of the most climbed mountains in North America, but the, or uh, continental states. But the thing about Mount Hood is it kills climbers because of, of the 
storms at the top that often happen. And there was one going on there. So we were, we were going up the chute about six, 800 feet from the summit. And uh, I, I've got the, the front of my crampon spiked into the ice wall. And all your weight is on your calves, which are b barely survivable now. And my right calf begins to give. I'd already injured it, pulled a muscle in it about three months before. And it was starting to give. And I'm start praying, oh, Lord, I need, I need some strength here. And then Steve is right, right above me. And I said, what we do to get some relief, we take our ice axes, which the handle of these is real long, and you jam it all the way into the ice, into the ice wall. And the ice axe is tethered to your harness. And so when the ice axe is jammed all the way in, tethered to your harness, then you can just kind of rest and lean back. And you got about an 800 to 1,000 feet drop behind you, but you have to rest somehow or else you're not going to make it to the top. So we're, we can relax. So I'm relaxing while he's starting to, starting to go up, and then his right crampon pops off. I was like, you're not supposed to do that right now, Steve. And so he grabs it, and he, he pulls it back on while he's on one leg, and I'm like, like I'm going to save him, right? And I'm right below him, and he put, puts it on, clamps it back on. Then we start going up about 10 more yards, and it happens again. And so here I'm thinking, okay, this... <laughs> The, the odds are beginning to stack against me, right? I mean, there, there's a storm happening, 60-mile-an-hour winds, ice pebbles all around is beating us. In the, my, my water bottles are frozen solid because it's so cold, in the middle of June, by the way. And then he can't keep his gear on. I mean, this, so you know what crossed my mind? I started looking back down and goes, well, maybe we should just go back. Maybe, maybe I just need to draw back. Well, the thing about heights is whenever you start to look down, you go, oh, you know. But, but that's, what we've, that's what we're tempted to do in life, isn't it, sometimes? When hardship comes, when, when trials happen, when, when grief occurs, when, when, when such tragedy comes into our life, and, and it's just, the, the suffering is just seems unbearable, and odds start stacking against you. You feel like drawing back. Well, I think this is what the author of Hebrews is talking about, especially in chapter 10. See, Chris was preaching last Sunday in the last few verses in Hebrews 10. I want you to look at those three verses with me, 36 through the end of chapter 10. He writes, for you, for you have need of endurance. <laughs> Anybody feel that way? I could use a dose of that. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. That's a very important word in this passage. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by what? By faith. The just shall live by faith. But if anyone, and in that context referring to the just, but if anyone draws back, which we are prone to do, my soul has no pleasure in him. Now if you are into Writing or underlining your, in your Bibles, underline the word pleasure because that is key in chapter 11. My soul has no pleasure in, in him. If anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. What's happening is the Hebrew Christians were being tempted and persecuted to pull away from Christ, turn away from Christianity, and go back into the Old Testament law, into Judaism. That's why, the, that's why he wrote in chapter 10, if you do that, there are no more sacrifices left for sins. They're worthless because Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. 
You've heard Pastor Chris say it over and over. What is the theme of Hebrews that he put? Jesus is what? Is better. And he says it every, every Sunday. Jesus is better. Jesus is better. The Hebrew Christians are saying, yeah, what about the angels? Nope, Jesus is better. But what about Moses? Nope, Jesus is better. What about the sacrifices? Jesus is it. But see, there were t- can you imagine if you, if you grew up into, in this religion that your ancestors practiced for hundreds and hundreds of years, and then you're told Jesus is that fulfillment of those Old Testament prophecies, he's a chosen one, he's a Messiah, and you place your faith, your trust in him, and then your friends turn against you. Then some of your family turn against you, and they start persecuting you, and you're in the midst of suffering, and you're tempted to draw back what Hebrews calls an apostate to draw back and go back into that old way of living. And some of us in here may be tempted to do that. You may not be tempted to be like the, the Jewish people and go back into the Old Testament law, but you may be tempted because of your suffering you're in right now to draw away, to draw back. The, the ESV uses to shrink back away from Jesus and into, into, into your old lifestyle because you think that that's where... That's where comfort is. Maybe there's a relief from my pain there. Sometimes we draw back into our old addictions. Sometimes we draw back into our old character. And and these guys were tempted to draw totally away from Christ. And Hebrews 10 is... There's some bad judgment for those. And so wouldn't wouldn't it be neat if maybe the... I'm not trying to tell... God what to do, <laughs> but maybe if the author would just kind of give a motivational speech now and, 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 and list several men and women that they knew of and studied, uh, you know, for all their ancestors for hundreds of years, and it would be really neat if he could list those and, and remind them that these are men and women just like you who were tempted to draw back, but they didn't. They pressed on by faith. So you can do this too. Thus, chapter 11. You ready to look at it? Let's go. He starts off, well, see, what's going to happen is we're going to answer two questions. Why, number one, why should the Hebrew people, why should the Hebrew Christians persevere in the faith? Why should they do that? That answer is going to be given here, and it's going to be the same answer for you. Why should you even persevere in the faith when sometimes it is just so stinking hard? The answer is there. And the second question is how? How do we do it? Well, the answer is in verse 1, now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Some words, I liked Ben's version. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the, the confidence of things not seen. Faith In other words, faith is, listen, faith is knowing without seeing. If if you, if you, after this service, if you were all, if we were all to go out, you're you're walking up to your cars, your parking lot, and all of a sudden you, you see several people, like 30 or 40 people just stop in the middle of the parking lot and they're just staring up into the sky. And some of them are kind of, kind of pointing, look at you, and you're walking up, you're, what are y'all looking at? All I see is blue sky. Hey, what about that blue sky today, huh? All I see is blue sky. And, and, and he goes, no, no, just watch. Well, 
Watch what? He goes, wait for it. Just wait for it. Obviously, he knows something you don't. He knows something. He doesn't see it, but he knows something. And then you see the big jumbo, shit, j jumbo jet flying over, and it's the famed Air Force One, and it has the, the surrounding uh, uh, fighter jets on both sides carrying the President of the United States, that jet is. And you fly, wow, yeah, there it is. So they, they, they didn't see it, but they knew it was coming. And you're going to hear, you're going to see a list of heroes. Uh, we, we, sometimes some commentators call it the Hall of Faith. A list of men and women just like you and me, believers in God, who stumbled, who failed, who messed up, who didn't give up, because even though they couldn't see it, they knew something was coming. Even though they couldn't see it, they knew it. They know without seeing, and that is faith. And then he says in verse 2, For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. The elders, who are the elders? Well, this whole list coming up. So let's start digging through it. Let's look in verse 5. I wish I had time to go through all 40 verses, but we don't. But let's, let's look at some highlights. Verse 5, by faith, which is obviously a theme here, by faith Enoch was translated so that he did not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So imagine you're packing up your stuff. You got your U-Haul, a 26-foot U-Haul, and it's, you can't even put a sheet of paper inside. It's so thick, and you close the doors, and you start to walk around to the, you start to walk around to the driver's side, and your neighbor comes up. And he says, oh, you're, you're moving, huh? He goes, yeah. And he goes, job transfer? And he goes, no. Can you... Can you imagine if, if at, the end of your, at the end of your life that you had decided, you know what, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to die. I don't want to taste death like other people taste death. I just want to skip over that part and just go ahead and, and, and enter into, I want to move away from all of this and just enter into heaven. How many of you would like to skip physical death and just enter straight into heaven? Wouldn't that be a great way to, if it's not in my sleep, then it's going to be like that. You know, there was another man who, in the Bible, who skipped physical death. He was even more fancy than Enoch. You know who that was? It was Elijah. I mean, he had this flaming chariots of fire with horses come down and whoosh him up. And there's, there's never been a, a, a skydive or a, or a, a roller coaster that, that can match that, baby. I mean, that's, that's, that's a fan, fantastic one. Enoch walked with God and then he was no more. He skipped death. And, and here's the thing about, about that. Look, look at the second half of it. For, for before his translation, he had testimony that he pleased God. Now back in verse 38, it says that if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. How do you please God? By not drawing back. How do you not draw back? By faith. But what is faith? Knowing without seeing do you think Enoch had times in his life where he was tempted to draw back? Sure. Absolutely. Just like some of you in here today, you're tempted to draw back. I've been there. I could be there tomorrow. But he didn't. 
There were probably times when he failed, but he kept going. He kept moving. The thing is, is he pleased God. And then he gets into verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that, watch this, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, my best, the best I can understand this is, is that how the, the New Testament talks about rewards over and over and over again. Jesus says, store up your treasure in heaven where moth and dust a moth and rust does not destroy, where the thief cannot break in and steal. Paul says that we, should all, we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give account for the deeds done in the body, whether good or bad. He says in 1 Corinthians 3 that we will be rewarded at the judgment seat of Christ based upon our faithfulness, but if we are not faithful, thus falling back, drawing back, then we will lose those rewards at the judgment seat, yet we will still be saved. It's there, 1 Corinthians 3. That's my best understanding. I can't get around that. And he says it here, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's what Enoch was doing. That's how he was able to walk by faith and not give up, not to draw back, because he's looking forward, looking ahead to what God wants to give him for his faithfulness. Verse 8, he talks about Abraham. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would afterward receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. But there was something he knew, even though he couldn't see it. And, that's what, and, the, and that was what his faith was. He didn't know where he was going, but he knew what he was told to do, and he acted in faith. Do you think Abraham at certain times, was tempted to go back home? You know, if Abraham was traveling and moving, he didn't, in multiple nights, he didn't stop at days in like you and I would. He pitched a tent. He went camping. Now, my wife really isn't into pitching tents. Last, last fall, we went with a few of her friends here for, to uh, Garner State Park, and uh, they all had RVs. They did. Yeah, I hear that, amen. Glory be. They all had RVs. You know, the Penningtons had RVs. The Crushies had RVs. The Smiths, I don't think I'll stay that particular night, but y'all would have had an RV. Y'all would have tended to? Oh, man, I love you guys. <laughs> Not the Barretts. The Barretts had, we had tents, baby. No, we had tents. And it, was, it rained one night, and it was cold the next night. But see, the, the thing about, see, I, I know how to tent camp. It's all about the sleeping bag. You stay nice and comfortable and warm in the sleeping bag. And it's fine until you got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and that's what my wife said, no more. <laughs> she went to the bathroom, came back. We woke up the next morning and said, oh, what a glorious night. She says, We're no more camping. It's now glamping. I've, I'm putting the, a bosh on the tents. We're now getting an RV. We're not going to buy an RV. We'll use your dad's. We're getting a stinking RV. <laughs> Abraham and his family left, and they, 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 all of his possessions and all of his family, and they, they, they traveled. Do you, think it was, do you think there were times when, when Abraham suffered enough? I mean, read through his life stories. And, Man, I remember what home was like. Remember what home was like. Do you think there was 
temptation for him to draw back? Yes. But he didn't. Because he kept looking forward. There was something ahead of him. He kept looking forward. Look at verse 9. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him in the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He looked to the future, not drawing back. He looked to the future. Now, if you start thinking back, you'll start drawing back. If you keep your mind on what's ahead. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, I do, I do, not, I do not think about what's behind me. I press on to the prize that is before me. Then he talks about Sarah, an incredible story there. And, 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 and in verse 13, he's, he says, These all died in faith. Now look at this. Not, receive, not having received the promises. What, what are the promises? The promises, in my best understanding, are the future rewards. The promises. They died not having received those promises because they're still yet future. But having seen them afar off, they were assured of them, embraced them, circle that word embraced, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Here's the thing, they embraced the promise of reward so tightly, watch this, that earth no longer felt like home. And you know what we typically do? We spend all of our efforts and energy and time and money making earth feel as much as home as possible. Not them. When I do that, that's not living by faith. That's living by sight. That's living by Chad. And my wants and my desires and what is the quickest way out of this suffering when not them, they say we traveled through the suffering because God was with us. And we walked by faith and we kept our eyes on the summit. We kept our eyes on the future, on the rewards, on the promises that he, that he will give to us. Even if it's not on this earth, that's okay because earth is not my home anyway. Verse 14, For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have, would have had opportunity to return. They would have drawn back. But, but now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared a city for them. And then He goes back to Abraham. Look, by faith... Not knowing, not seeing, by faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up from the dead, even from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Abraham had, had embraced the promise of God so much. And this particular promise was that through Isaac's seed, then all of the descendants, would, 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 his offering would, would spread forth as the stars in the sky and the sand on the shore. He embraced that promise looking ahead so much that he even believed that God would just raise him up from the dead. So Abraham walked by faith, not by sight. 
He didn't draw back. And if anyone would, if Abraham would have drawn back, you, most people would sit in here going, well, yeah, of course, it's his son. We're not going to blame him for that. The problem with that is he would, diso he would have disobeyed God, wouldn't he? What if God told you to do something so opposite of what you've wanted all your life that you would actually move to Africa? I will, I will go. I will obey. I will not look back. I don't know what it's going to be like, but I will, I will walk by faith. I will keep my eyes on the prize, as Paul said. I will look to those future promises being revealed to me at the judgment seat of Christ. He talks about Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, and he gets to Moses. In verse 24, by faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of the, the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Why? For he looked to the what? The reward. He, he, didn't, he refused the pleasures of sin because he kept his eyes on the reward that was in the future. He did, that's why he did not draw back. Do you think that, that, that Moses was tempted to draw back? Yes, he was. And he even gave in to that from time to time. But he repented and he kept going. He walked by faith. Some of us in here, it's time to make a decision today. It's time to refuse the pleasures of sin. It's time to reject the idea of drawing back. Verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he, watch this, endured as seeing him who is invisible, knowing without seeing. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. Skip down to verse 32, and what, shall I, what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and the David and Samuel and the prophets. Now watch this. This is great. Who through faith subdued kingdoms and worked righteousness and obtained promises and stopped the mouths of lions and quenched the violence of fire and escaped the edge of the sword and out of weakness they were made strong and became valiant in battle and turned to flight to the armies of the aliens, and women received their dead, raised to life again. Man, I can, I can persevere through that. Yeah. Man, working righteousness and, and turning away violence and subduing kingdoms. Man, I like this. But then he says, and then he kind of, kind of turns the tables, and others were tortured. Okay, well, wait, 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 hold on now, Hebrews. Hold on now, God. I liked where you were going. Let's go back to that, that scene, right? Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. They refused being delivered from their torturing as they were walking by faith. 
that they might obtain a better resurrection. I wish we had time to unpack that. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment, and they were, golly, what is this? They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword, wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. You and I should be the kind of people that we walk by faith, that we embrace the promises so much that even in the midst of suffering, we reject, we refuse the pleasures of sin, and we become the people that the world is not even worthy. Do you think these men and women listed in Hebrews 11, the Hall of Fame, do you think they're any different from me and you? No. They're the same. It's the same God that works through them, lives in you now. It's the same God who promised rewards to them, promises rewards to you. It's the same God who says, don't look back, you'll draw back. Look ahead to what I want to give you for your faithfulness. Walk by faith, but I can't see it. That's what faith is. It's not a, it's not a blind faith. When you talk about blind faith, you're talking about empty faith, stupid faith. There's nothing blind about this. It is a knowing. I know it. I know it. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through, the faith, through faith, did not receive the promise because it was future. God, having provided something better for us, He's talking about him, the author, the readers, the Hebrews. That they should not be made perfect apart from us. Why should they endure? Because of, because of what's ahead. Why should they endure? Because, because by faith it's impossible to please God. But he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Why should Moses endure? Because he looked forward to the reward. That's exactly what the text says. And how did they persevere? By faith. They could have looked back. You know, I, I got a picture up there of, of when we were, we were going up Mount Hood. This is, this is approaching, it's kind of hard to tell, but this is approaching... Mazama shoot. That way, that spot, way up at the top, that's Steve. He was a little bit ahead of me. That's Steve up there. And then this has started going up. This is right in the middle of Mazama shoot. And I decided to turn around and take a, take a look down. It's kind of hard to see. The picture doesn't do it justice. But you're looking down about this. If you look up here, about this, uh, th this pitch, this steepness. And it's about 800 feet drop. Um, Almost a year to the day later, I was sitting in Starbucks and studying and I had my laptop open and somebody sent me this, a friend of mine sent me this link, you need to watch this, they said. And I pulled up the link and it was a um, uh, Portland, Oregon news station and they had a news helicopter and they were showing um, someone on Mount Hood giving CPR to somebody else. And what happened was he was right there where I was at Mazama Chute and he slipped his foot and there was a bloody trail to his body. The guy was trying to give him CPR. That, that's what happens when you begin to look back, when you stop looking forward. 
Let's go to the next one. There's Mount Hood from a distance. Isn't that beautiful? Going up to the, let's, let's, let's zoom in a little bit. Next, next picture. Next picture. There's, there's, the, there's the top. You can, you can see the summit where we went up. We went around the snow. It's kind of hard to see where Hallsback Ridge was. But right in the center, you can see what, where Mazama Chute is. And then that last picture here, there's Steve and I. We finally made it to the summit. We did it. It was hard. It was rewarding. And it was, it was, it was awesome. And then we had to come down. <laughs> and that was quite an adventure because you got the same when we come up, you got this little icy, slippery cliff that you just kind of maneuver your way down, and we roped up and kind of went down like a slinky. But you always keep your eyes forward. And some of you in here, you're not keeping your eyes forward. You're thinking of drawing back. You're thinking of drawing, slipping back into the old way of life. You're thinking of giving up and giving in. You're thinking of just turning away from Christ altogether. I'm telling you, there's a warning in chapter 10. Maybe you need to read that again. But then there's, there's beauty in chapter 11. Walk by faith, not by sight, because there's something better. And it's Jesus. And he wants to reward you for your faithfulness. Maybe by the end of your life, maybe years after you're dead and gone, we've all dead and gone, maybe someone starting to write your story. And they write out the words, by faith, and they put your name. How would you want that to be written? I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Now, I'm serious about this. You laugh. I want it on my desk Monday morning. <laughs> I want you to prayerfully consider what this should be written. How do you want the rest of your life from here on out? Don't look back. But yeah, I screwed up yesterday. Don't look back. Look ahead. How do you want the rest of your life to be written? By faith, your name, and how you did not draw back, you kept pushing forward. Father, thank you so much for your great love for us, and that even when we do draw back, your love doesn't decrease, it doesn't diminish, it's not eliminated. You will never draw back from us. Father, if there's anyone in here who, who has, I pray that they will confess even now. That in a minute when we have our pastors up front, that they'll come forward and they'll, they'll pray and repent and turn back around. And those of us who are tempted, Lord, and we all are, God, give us the strength. Pour out your spirit as we sang a while ago. Where we make this decision right now, together, that we will keep our eyes on the prize. Keep looking to the summit. Keep looking to the future rewards that you promise to those who walk by faith. Thank you that you are a God who exists, who is real, and you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. That's what we want to do. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hey, what a blessing it was to hear from Chad today, right? Amen. Chad, thank you for bringing us the word. Church, we have a few announcements that we want you to know about uh, going on in the life of our church. Um, the first one is this. Next Sunday, May 7th, um, after the third service from 2 until about dusk, we're going to be at Twin Oaks Ranch in Buda for Family Day. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun. We want all of you to come and join us. 
um, and, and just have some fun. We're going to have, a lot, I think, swimming and, and everything like that. And we're, there's going to be like a river and a, a bunch of really fun things. But we want to encourage you to join us for that. At 5 p.m. that day, we're going to be having baptisms in church. If you want to get baptized, if you've never made that decision, if that's something you want to do, we want to encourage you, come on out and get baptized. Let us know. Let us get you there and help you to take part in one of those most beautiful moments, I think, in a Christian's life where we publicly say, like, I follow Jesus, and we, we show that to the world, and we'll be doing baptisms that day, but bring your chairs, bring your bug spray, uh, bring your sunscreen, because hopefully it's just as sunny as it is today. I mean, we're going to have a great time. That's next week, um, and we'll be doing that most of the day. Um, big thing about today, Focus Sports Camp is coming up in June, June 5th through the 9th, but today, this Sunday, is the last week we're going to have that table outside where you can sign up and be a coach. If you haven't signed up to be a coach yet, we want to encourage you to do that. Help help us pour into students. Help us pour into kids um, through these activities that we're going to be doing. We're excited about it. We think it's going to be great. So if you want to help serve in that way, please sign up outside. Rudy will be there um, at that table for you to sign up. And the last thing is this, and Chad kind of mentioned it already, but once we wrap up here, us pastors, we're going to be here at the front. If you need prayer for anything, if you need prayer for your faith to keep going, to not give up like Chad taught us today, if you need prayer for family or friends, if you need prayer for yourself, let us pray over you. I'm going to be in this corner. Chad's going to be here. Pastor Chris is going to be over there. It's going to be a great time of prayer. So we encourage you, if you need anything, we will stay here with you as long as you need. Spend some time in prayer with us. I want to close with this, for this reading out of Romans Chapter 10, verse 17, it says this. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Church, I pray that you heard today and that you would go out in faith. You're dismissed.